I am your co-host, Chad Didimenesis, and as always, joined by Anthony, Chandra, and Bill Shockey. Fellas, what is going on? The last time we talked, we discussed how uh, the Sabres had a nice, soft February schedule, and now we have a team that's lost, like, what, three or four out of the break, or four or five, or something like that. But anyways, their season has been canceled, uh, so they're done, they're toast, and here we are for another two months of talking about pointless junk pretty much yeah every time i sit down on my keyboard to hammer out an article i just like drone to myself i hate this like it's just <laughs> it's so bad and it happens like every february right where like i just have what do you write about it's the same topics i could literally pull you an article i wrote a year ago and just change the dates and stats and it's the same thing i just <laughs> remanufacture it so it's it's really frustrating but on the bright note, I don't know why it took me this long, but during the intro, I realized that Shaki Chandra and Dita Menesis sounds like a really terrible law firm. <laughs> it does. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> so, about that. so there you go. How yeah. about you? Over to you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Might, as well. Might as well start a law firm instead. <laughs> to kind of piggyback off of Anthony's thing, I mean, how many podcasts here, Bill, can we just replay? Nobody even know if we change the date or anything. Is that maybe too, some name? Too many, it? too many. I mean, what? I two months ago, I I went back and tried to find some stuff and did. Right, that's so, right. <laughs> I'm sure I could do it again if I really wanted to. It's just, yeah. I mean, I guess at least uh, in the month of February, they didn't play with us and just went out and fell flat right right yeah. against Ottawa in the first game. Yeah. Uh, to let you know it was coming, but Lord, I mean, like you guys said, it's literally the same thing again. And, I mean, any, any anybody up there like? We're just going to let this happen again, I guess. So that's cool too. Yeah. It's uh, maybe that's the most frustrating part is I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we really, we really haven't talked since like stuff went down. Like we haven't talked since like Dwayne call and the whole like Sabres trying to censor that and everything that went around that. So it'd be like that kind of snuck in on us, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and rant and go on about that. I think that that's kind of been done and, you know, that is what it is kind of at this point. But, yeah, I mean, I just hearing this general manager talk in, like, just, it sounds like he has no plan. It sounds like he has no organization. He has no direction. And, like, I, I don't – I mean, when people – like, the one question he was asked, like, you know, did you expect to be this bad this year? And he kind of, like, danced around it. So, like, either one <laughs> of two things. They did expect to be this bad or he had his no idea what's going on and he's just, like – so I I don't know which is worse. Honestly. Both are unacceptable. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't I don't know. I'm just at a loss. I really am. And it's you know we've talked about the general manager going and um we, there's been articles written about it too. It's just I I don't I don't know. It's it, it, one hand you, you can kind of understand maybe it's not the best idea, and the other hand it's like how could you let this guy honestly keep going? So it's I really do believe that he could lose the. They could literally lose the rest of the games this season. He'd be back. I just think he is. I think he's been promised that opportunity. I think that's why he's so chill about all this. Promises are meant to be broken, Anthony. Right. Hashtag betrayal. <laughs> Pagula betrayal. Pagula betrayal. Please. I, li- I like when Chad said he doesn't look like he has a plan. Do I look like a guy with a plan? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I'm just a GM chasing top six forwards. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I got one. I just do. 
I mean, and that's the scariest part, though. I mean, to be honest, like that's what he needs, and he is he is besides Skinner. Right? I think that deal kind of fell into his lap. He has unbelievably failed at being able to do any successful player analysis. I guess you could say on forwards. Just he just fails at it time and time again. So it's like. It's I, bad I don't know. when six weeks after a player is acquired, I forgot he existed. Right. I, I mean, was go- I was telling you guys before the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Right. I was going through the roster in my head. I'm like, who am I missing? I'm like, oh, yeah, Michael Froelich. He's been right. super relevant. The only thing that jogged your memory was me saying how it takes like 10 minutes before I even realize he's on the team. Yep. But he yeah. still like doesn't do anything the rest of the game. Yeah. So yep. it's like every time Chad tweets out that, you know, keep the fourth rounder and keep the cap space, mm-hmm. and that would have been more beneficial to the team. It just, again, dying a little bit inside. Like to, we we talked about it right after it happened. We recorded an episode. I said it was a shut up move. It like, was okay. Shut up, assholes! Like you got your forward. But here's We're part of the thing too. Like we say that, but like he's been after for a league for a while. Like, There's a lot of guys foul. he's been apparently after for a while who are uninspiring to me. Well, because that's like you know, the summer it's going to be Alex Galchenyuk that we've been hearing about for oh. what, months. <laughs> then we're all going to cry when he gives him four years, five mil. <laughs> If that honestly if that happens i'm going to the arena and like just printing out just getting his, his rapm chart and just posting it <laughs> under the press box uh, man it's just yeah but really that that's like that that's the fear right like that's you know and like vc's playing better like up there with eichel like i'm afraid he's like oh look at that's working so i'm gonna give him a contract like it's, right you want it to work because you'd think an intelligent gm would trade him to try and like boost his value but now it's working i don't it's like the same thing with risto well it's working kind of a little bit so i don't want to trade him anymore <laughs> yeah well i mean risto has completely stopped working so that's I, well, good. True, well but I'm just it, saying. in a way it's good and bad you know if you think about it but um and it's just crazy and i mean there's just like then there's a Skinner stuff that's going on. Like today, he, Scott Wilson, Gergensen, and Larson played more than him at five on five, and he's playing with Lazar and Rodriguez and guys who can't score goals. And he's not playing on the power play. We're throwing out Jimmy VC inside of him on the power play today. Like, what are that's we? The, what are I we roll doing? my eyes a little bit when people are like, "Well, just promote Kruger." It's like, why? Like, you sure? Because like that, yeah. he's not. Like, he hasn't done a great job of coaching. Granted, he does not have a lot of pieces, and I put 70 to 80% of this blame on the GM, but, like, the dude's not making smart decisions. He makes some. Like, they've gotten a lot better defensively, and he does some things on, you know, for a little bit he had Risto in front on the power play, which was unique and cool. Like, I like trying, you know, seeing coaches at least try new things, but, yep. like, by and large, he has not been a good coach. He's been, like, average at best, so – you want to promote him to president of hockey where he'd have, you know what I mean? Even more say it's just weird. I don't know. It's a bad yeah, situation. I think you hit it on the head for me. It's the kind of the lack of hope or just anybody in the front office to like grab onto of, well, at least we got this guy, like, you know, like yeah. with the players, you got Eichel, you got Darlene, Steve. But, yeah. Right. I mean, it's just like Botrell doesn't seem to know what he's doing or have any inkling to make this team better in any fashion. Uh, and then Kruger, like you said, like he's been average at best. So it's like, who who can I even think that good things are going to come? And that's, I think, why we're at this point now, right? Where it's just like, please blow it up again. And uh, maybe we yeah. can get at least one of these two right going forward. But, man, it's like you, they just keep rolling these guys out, too. And like you guys were mentioning before, the, the interviews with, with Botchel are just terrible. And then they roll out draggers just like, he's trying, guys. I promise. He's like, sweet. <laughs> and then in another breath, he's like, yeah, but don't expect anything for the offseason. Right. <laughs> sweet. So let me just sit here for another two and a half months. And damn, it's just like, like, like where, where's the hope? Where is the, the thing that I can hold on to? I think that this will get better eventually. Not there, at least not right now. For the last, what, seven years now? Yeah, I mean, I think the hope is what? Michael, Darlene. I mean, Darlene was, was good really good today. You know, man, that, that's that's your hope. Reinhardt, if he's not traded by the general manager, Reinhardt is a hope. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, I mean, quickly on Reinhardt, like that whole thing with him, like that, I mean, that's happening. I mean, that, I was, um, you know, I was talking to Kevin, you know, from Twitter, and it's just, it's really already starting to, in a way, like you're seeing the seeds of Ryan O'Reilly happen again here. Like yeah. he's like the media kind of thing where he's not like, you know, saying the right things that media members like and people are jumping on him and 
not fully appreciating what he does, even though the crazy part is he's producing and having a career year again, but like it's still not good enough because he plays the Eichel and it's just, it's, it's madness. And, and then like, I, I don't know. I, I just think the GM will think like, here, we'll just flip this guy. We need, we need to get rid of somebody who's been here for a while. We'll, we'll do Reinhardt because I can't trade Ristol ever because but we'll extend Gergensen. You know, right. Saying, it's, yeah. yeah. All the bottom guys. Yeah. It's so it's, it's crazy when the national media is the one that's making sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah. you know, that's Sabres hockey. We've, we've been down this road. We've been down this, this path. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it, there's so many times. And, and I think, you know, people listen to this podcast since the beginning, you know, Bill and I, and, and even Anthony, when we first came on, you know, we've always been, we've tried to be optimistic and find the bright spot in, in this season. You know, I started off the, the first podcast of the season, just saying, I'm not there. You know, I, yeah. I, I killed him in the first podcast like of the season. Like I'm just, I, I can't do it. I, I can't give the rosy optimistic view anymore. Like it's, you know, yeah. those days are, those days are gone. At least yeah. until you see some major change. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I can't buy into anymore. I can't, I can't sit here and tell you anymore, you know, that, you know, if Jimmy VC has a big year, well, maybe Marcus Johansson will will find his form as a center. Like, no, like I'm not doing that anymore. Like I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you about Dylan Cousins when in the back of my head, I know they're going to Casey Middlestead him, quote unquote, essentially next year. They're they're, they're going to try to buy into him as being the guy. They're going to, you know, they're going to try to force him in because they can't get another center. Cause this guy won't acquire any forwards, and you know, it's it, it's frustrating. And, and then, like for me to kind of know, like what honestly could have been in, in a particular trade that I've teased, you know, a lot, which I feel bad doing. I'm going to stop doing that now, even though I'm mentioning right here, but like that Winnipeg trade, like what could have been. And like, just, it's, uh, it's just so, it's so aggravating and having the faith that this guy is going to do anything. It's just, you know, I mean, looking back on these trades, it's just, I, I don't know. You know, when they happen, they don't seem bad. Like a third round pick for VC, like that's, all right, that's not the worst thing in the world. And then like, you said, you think about it, like, I don't know. I kind of like have my third round pick because maybe if I got the guts to offer sheet somebody, I could do that, but now I can't. Mm-hmm. And then like the full league trade, like, yeah, it's a fourth round pick. It's not that bad. We'll, we'll pull the dice. Well, I don't know. I could have kept that $4.3 million in cash space and kept that fourth round pick and use it for something else. And, you know, it's like the same thing, like, like Sherry, like that wasn't a bad trade. I would do that, but it hasn't worked. Uh, and it just goes on and on from there. I mean, the Montour trade, I mean, if you want to talk about Montour for a little bit, like, yeah, I mean, Gooley doesn't look like anything special. We saw him play today. First round pick is whatever. So you got a player, but like, uh, what is like, you guys can feel free to give me your opinion. Cause I don't know. I don't have an answer. Like, what is Brandon Montour? Is he good? Is he bad? Is he in the middle? Is he, what is he? Like I wrote an article, maybe making him like a defensive, like a modern day defensive defenseman. Cause that's, he's not really good offensively. Like when he's in the zone, he's good in transition, but he doesn't generate offense for you. Once he gets in the zone, his offense is off the rush. So maybe if you him defensively more in defensive zone starts, you can benefit from that. But he's also not, He's not the greatest defensively, but he's not the worst either. But there's still some mistakes there that he'll make. It's, it's like, like I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's good. I, I think he's just there, and I need him to be more than just there for me. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know really what to make of him. He's a very confusing player to me. And I know Anthony, you've kind of, I think, I think, I think you've maybe kind of transitioned where he's, for you, not as good as you thought he was type. Thing. Maybe I'm right. kind of you in an area, but that's something I've been kind of getting. No, ab- absolutely. I mean, he's he's not as good as I thought he might be. You, I'm not, you know, I mean, you you outlined it pretty coherently there. Obviously, yeah, it's um, like a numbers person. I feel bad because, like, I looked at his charts, like when in his numbers, like when he came here, and I'm like, but yeah, like Randy Carlisle and like Anaheim, right? And uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's he's a good skater, transitioning. He'll be good. And then, like, instead you're looking at him now, you're like. Yeah, the writing was kind of on the wall. He maybe yeah. wasn't that good. Well, you know, the thing was, I mean, there were there were a lot of the national, not I'm not gonna call it national, but let's say unaffiliated stats guys. You know, on 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 Twitter, kind of bashing the move a little bit when it happened. I'm like, well, I yeah. don't think that's fair. Yeah. I, I didn't think they were putting it in context. I I, I looked at all of the Ducks defensemen. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Pre Carlisle and after, and it was like, well, they've all taken a pretty big hit here. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I, I was like, that, that that seems a little unfair, but but yeah, it. it but like you said, they're not using him properly. Um, 
playing on the left side too when he's never done that in his career right you know and you're right he he is kind of that new age defensive defenseman and and that's you know i mean they're just not doing it properly and you know what i don't know i just it's so funny because we talk about all these guys right who oh man you know he's the type of guy they need he's like they just i just feel like they'd fall flat here for some reason like just they would be utilized the wrong way there's just a failure to recognize what a player's strengths are and it was uh ryan stimson yesterday on twitter said it perfectly regarding pilot uh he said when when a team can't analyze their own talent like you're you're in big trouble yeah right yeah do you have any uh montour feelings over there bill well i think kind of two things and the second one i'll just throw something out to you guys is it's funny because you you bring up the the middling trades that uh kind of have not worked out at all and and to me it's like the montour trade at least he went out and made a big splash well, right, <laughs> yep. for a defenseman not a forward and then the forwards. And to be fair, the time they needed a defenseman, but yes, I get what you're saying. True, true. Well, right, but I'm, I just yeah. like they, the the pieces when they actually needed the top, you need the top forward. He goes out yeah. and you know does a third, a fourth, a fifth, and try you know throws band aids basically at a, a hole in a dam and, and hopes that it works. But I mean, Montour in general, I guess if, if this might be wrong, but optimistically, if from what you guys are saying, he's good in transition. He's we know he's a good skater. Uh, if he could be better defensively could it also be that he just doesn't have those forwards to get it up to in the offensive zone? And if he had that, not necessarily that everything's going to be better, but I mean, you're going to get your points that way, right? No, I think it's a completely fair argument to be honest. And and that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm not like, if you're going to sit here and tell me I had to pick between trading Risto or trading Montour, I would prefer to trade Risto Linen. Um, Cause I, I feel like you're right. If you get, more forwards that maybe it'll it'll help him because uh, maybe he'll get more points off of that transition game you know and, right. and he'll be more of an offensive impact because you have better forwards that can benefit off of his skill set finish but, nobody can finish exactly exactly the funny and, thing uh, about Montour is like in in contrast to Ristolainen like you were just saying I don't have a lot of times where I'm watching Montour like what are you doing where for Risto you know what I mean uh-huh. you have those just head scratching plays yep. like what was he doing there yep like trying to bully two guys at one time when like the pitch is not watching the <laughs> puck at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, that, was, that was great. That was like, but, that was the know, epitome of like Brissolainen. But you saw people defending it. You saw people like, yeah. but he's playing a physical game. Yeah, like, I mean, like I'm not going to kill him with that play because nobody in the ice knew where the puck was, but still like, it's like, he's just hammering those three guys. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it was a bad look for sure, but I'm, I'm not going to kill him with that play because nobody knew where the puck was, but still the, the epitome of his career in that video. And, yeah, it's that's the thing about Montour is it's like it, it, the best way to put it. I think when I when I wrote the article about him is like I, I, I'm not mad. I'm I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, like, <laughs> like I th- like I thought I was getting more. Like I don't I don't get mad at you during games when I watch. Like I'm not like oh Montour messing up again. It's just like I see him out there. I'm like oh okay, there's Brandon Montour. You know he's kind of just hanging out, skating around, not really doing anything for me. Always on rip a point shot. Okay, well there it goes and yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. Like, like their offensive system seems to be just rip point shots. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if, if it's a process of the system. I mean, they, they really, you don't see defense. Even Dalene really carry the puck from one end of the ice to the other. They kind of get to the red line, and, and it's like they're taught to dump it in, and, and that's it. So, I don't know if that's ready, Montour. So they're they're focusing more on defense this season. And like, we've heard Kruger talk a lot with Middlestat, with Dalene, but even with Skinner, like even Eichel. Just always talk about well, yeah, they're you know the improvement in their defensive game has allowed them to blah 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 blah. Like it's, I don't know if like his thought press going into the season where he knew he didn't have forwards. Maybe that that's the right approach, and he tried to lock it down defensively, and maybe he was hoping that would get him somewhere that's maybe close to playoff something. And you know it, it hasn't worked out, but you know going forward it is if this general manager or another one uh, comes in and he remains the coach and they bring in forwards. Like I, I need to kind of leave that defensive system behind because, you know, it, it works for teams like the Islanders and, you know, they, that, that's mm-hmm. great. You know, they, they play that locked on defensive game and they have the goaltender to do that uh, with Leonard and then Varlamov this year and even Grace, you know, he's played for both teams. So that, that works at one end, but I just think you have players on this team, especially the ones the general manager has specifically brought on Montour Miller uh, pilot to an extent um, Dalene, you know i mean th- these are even yoki haru if he really wants to th- these are defensemen that you know they, they kind of 
are good at going from one of the ice to the other or, or get it going. And so, so yeah, I mean, getting back to Montour, it's long winded kind of comment. It's just, that's why I'm, I'm hesitant still thinking of what he could be in the future, because I don't know how much of an impact of having better forwards and maybe even a more offensive system uh, would help him. Where with Ristolainen, I know, I kind of know what that is. And like, I'm, I'm obviously I've been ready to move on from that, but Montour, I guess I kind of maybe have some more leash, but right. I don't know where that leash is even going to take me anyways. I got to know yeah. if it's going to result in something good. They're the same age too. They're actually a pretty, pretty good comparison. Yeah. You mentioned it too on the point shot thing. I think it was Micah this week on Twitter that point shots historically have about like a 2% propensity oh, yeah, to go in. Sure. Yeah. Yep. yeah it, it's just so funny. Think about that for a minute, right? If you shot 50 point shots at five on five in a game, you'd, be likely to get one goal yeah that, it's just to part, like kind of revolve your offense around that it, it's just bananas. i mean you look at that you watch the game you're like man they take a lot of point shots look at the chart yeah. the shot chart and it shows they take a lot of point shots and then you go and look at their you know their expected goal like their shot quality the last in the league at like a 1.97 and mm-hmm. like well yeah that all adds up like that i mean it's just they don't I don't it's just it's just the system. It just they get in, they cycle and it goes it goes high to low. Or yeah. sorry, low to high. And then, and then it's a shot. And then like like I, I get it. You want to get traffic to the net and you, and you wanna have that, but like I, I just it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't work. I mean, you might get lucky in a game or two, but or a handful of games in an eighty two game season, but it, it's not a long term solution. And some of these players you have, like Colin Miller, like he's, you know, he's just a lower your head and hammer his shot as hard as he can into the defenseman's shin pads in front of him. And Montour is the same way. Jake McCabe hits the net once out of every 75 shots. And like, you know, Darlene, Darlene, I think is pretty good at it, but Darlene's a guy who kind of will take it down low. So I give him credit for that. Ristolainen has been better offensively this year, taking it down lower. But, you know, a lot of these point shots, that strategy just, it just doesn't work. And yeah. the offensive numbers are so low. And that's why the offense itself has been so anemic and, I don't know. Like, I want to give Kruger the benefit of the doubt that it, he's doing this restricting offense because of the team he has. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny. I, I was I actually – I've been sitting here listening to you guys, you know, for the last, whatever, five minutes, and I was going to ask you guys that question, and uh, I think I made myself sad <laughs> just thinking about it in general because I think I can answer it is, you know, is he doing the system because of the team he has or is this kind of just a system that he wants to run? And you would think if a coach is putting this system in place because of the team he has, he would still not do that for his Eichels, his Dalians, the guys that you know can go uh, carry the puck, make you know offensive um, plays. And that's obviously not been the case. He said it himself. So, <laughs> went, went, right? Like, yeah, Anthony, yeah. it's <laughs> uh, scary. Not, not good. Yeah, it's – I don't know. I mean, a lot of this is I don't know. Like, it's – and, you know, Skinner's the same thing. Like, I, I you know, quickly touch on him. I, I don't know what to do with that. You know, I, it, it's, I, I'm hoping, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it doesn't help, but he really has nobody to play with if he's not with Eichel because, like, that's the way the roster is constructed. But I, I kind of, because I, I can't test it. What, the, the, the rest of the season has to be, basically, I need to test things out. Uh, to going into the next season, like, I like one thing is like I want to get Reinhardt on his own line and see how that goes. Um, right. Maybe, maybe I want to see if Reinhardt and Skinner can do it together because I feel like I need Olsen to be with Eichel because I, I in my head, it's it's right looking at the numbers, looking at the data that Olsen cannot drive his own line. He's not the type of player where Skinner can. So I need right. to see if Reinhardt and Skinner can do that, and then maybe I just got to get them a center uh, in the summer, and then I can have Olsen, Eichel, and I got to find my core right winger, and, and then you know that's my top six. Six is solidified. So there's things you got to test. Like I, I got to figure out what the deal with pilot is, but they'll say they're going to send him back down. So we're not going to get that chance. You know, I, I got to figure out what the deal with Montour is. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I got to see what works, what partner maybe works for him. So, you know, it's the time has, to do it. Right. But I don't know if they're going to. They're the not, no, they're, they're not going to. Last they won't. Right. Yeah. They're absolutely not going to. Right. So it is what it is. But, uh, yeah i just it's frustrating it, it's exhausting it's and the, and the thing is is like i feel like you're saying the same things over and over again because like you're talking about the same issues and like didn't i already say that and it's mm. but it, it, it is it's been the same thing for three years just on a manager the, the two or three years before that with tim murray it's 
it's always been the same issue, same issues, not enough depth, not enough scoring. It's you never brought in the right players and you never did that. You didn't really draft that well and you drafted the wrong players. And I, I just don't know when the cycle is going to end. It's and they stopped it, doing it, all those things wrong. Well, right. But <laughs> I you mean, right. The right guy in here to do that. Right. And, yeah. But I think it's, but like you said, it's unfortunate. You're in this spot because it's not one thing. It's, they haven't made the right trades. They haven't made the right draft picks. <laughs> they haven't brought in the right GMs or coaches. So that's why you're in this vicious cycle. I mean, Godspeed, Eichel. He tried his best, as yeah. best as he could to get him to something this season. And I mean, if the first half of this season isn't going to get it done, like, yikes. Yeah. What do you, real quick, what do you think Montour gets? I mean, they traded a first round pick for him. I imagine if Botterill sticks around, he's going to give him a contract. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going long term, two or three years. Um, I thought he'd have a five in front of it. When I've done some comparables, looked at it, I think he's probably going to be around four and a half to four point seven. To be honest, um, I mean, that's definitely that's not, not the terrible. World. No, Risto's right. making five point four. Yeah, and the point of the the comparable I drew, which, which I know he's going to get more than this, but I don't think that he theoretically should, is Will Butcher's deal, which was three years, three point seven average right. annual value, similar age, similar similar production. Uh, obviously, Montour has spent more seasons in the NHL, which gives him an edge, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can hardly justify four. And, but if it's only a couple of years, like Bill said, I mean, 4.7 isn't 4.5, whatever, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, McAvoy got what, 4.9? Like, yeah. should he make more money than McAvoy? Like, probably not. Right. But at the same time, you got to think there's, well, there's arbitration too. Right. So maybe that kind of factors into it. So it kind of maybe the money goes up. It's, I, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting negotiation, to be honest. That might be more interesting than Reinhardt's at the end of the day, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, if Bottle really is still general manager and kind of yeah, no negotiation, if he trades him, right? Yeah, well, that too. But <laughs> <laughs> but I would say if, if he bites down hard on Montour to kind of you know double down on that trade and he gives him a five six year contract, you know, at like five something, like ugh. like Bottle doesn't go long term anybody. I'm afraid that that's the guy he will yeah. go long term on. To be honest, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully, definitely, hopefully not. Um. All right, so I know we have a lot of questions, and our clock I see here is kind of starting to run out on us. So is there anything else you want to touch on before we hit our break and then kind of let the questions ride us out here for the rest of the podcast? Are you guys good? I think we're good, man. I think we're good. <laughs> Had an venting about Brandon Montour. We're good. No, it's, it's 2000s night this week. No, yeah, that'll so be fun. Cool. Yeah. Maybe it'll be fun. We'll see what who they spell wrong. And yikes! <laughs> you gotta B- think they gotta be on their game for this one, right? Like they're gonna like double, triple check everything. Right? You would think. You would think. B r e e a i r. That looks right. I mean, Evan Galasano should come coming back in the building. Nothing could go possibly wrong with that, right? That's so funny. <laughs> there are gonna be chance by the team. Uh, that should be fun. Yikes! All right, so we're gonna hit our uh, hit our break here. So we'll be back with you in about thirty seconds, uh, and then after that, per usual, we'll let the. Uh, I know we have a good chunk of fan questions, kind of uh, lead the way for the second half of the podcast. So we'll be back with you shortly. You're listening to Beyond the Blade on the SB Nation Podcast Network. All right, welcome back to Beyond the Blade. So as I said, going into the break, we have a lot of questions uh, that came in. So we uh, pushed the podcast back a few days, so we'll make sure we get, every, well, we'll try to get everybody's questions in the best that we can here. I don't think Bill said it was like over 20, so we'll, <laughs> we'll do the best work. we can here. <laughs> I'll make it work. Yeah, so uh, yes. so Shaki, we will, without further delay, uh, hand the question segment over to you for... Hear what the people are thinking and what they want to know. Give it to us, Bill. All right. Well, it'll be a little easier here. So the first six, I'm just going to ramble off. So in case you forgot the state of everybody when these questions were asked to be okay. proposed to us, uh, Brandon Kelly said, how much money should we fundraise to fold the franchise? <laughs> There's in the truck wants to know what is going on. John Cazera wants to know when's the live show because he feels like he owes a drink for everybody. 
Uh, Zach, the quickest pain-free death you can think of. <laughs> Next question is simple. He just wants to know why. And Carrot would please like some trade rumors or anything positive. So there you go. Just to reset the table of the state of everybody at the time. Any comments on any of that? I don't know. I mean, positive. They can't possibly stay bad forever. Theoretically, <laughs> they will eventually <laughs> land on something correct. They'll, they'll get it right by accident eventually. Blind squirrels find nuts in the <laughs> NHL all the time. I promise they found two. They just Eugene's Mel- <laughs> Eugene Melnick's team has made a Stanley Cup. <laughs> they did. They they did. Those right. They did find two nuts, and they still can't figure it out. <laughs> they still can't. Uh, they're still digging for the arrest. All right. So let's let's get right into the GM here. Uh, there's always next year, which is fitting tag for this. Odds that Botterill is the GM next year. You know, Anthony said you could lose the rest. It'd still be GM. Chad, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm not with Anthony. I'm not going that. Like, I know literally they're not going to lose the rest of their games. But uh, I, I think it's kind of a, in a way, a housing situation where Botterill is, like, confused when he first heard about people <laughs> wanting housing to be fired. And then they, like, <laughs> fell off the map. that happened. Jeez. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Um, but eventually he went, and it's because things got so bad. So uh, the heat has been turned up on the Bagulas, not only in Buffalo, but the national media is also kind of gr- gripped onto it, if you will, or grasped onto it, whatever the pronunciation, correct pronunciation is there. Grabbed onto it might be the correct, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, the national media has gotten a hold of it, I'll say it differently. And, uh, you know, maybe the pressure will be too much if things continue to go sideways here. Because I'll tell you what, I told you guys before the podcast started, like, even if they play well in these games without Allmark, their goaltending is so bad that it might not matter. Like this, like the Ducks game was kind of a perfect example of that. They played well for 45 minutes, but their goaltender slept through the first period basically, and they couldn't recover because they can't score goals. So, and then they're gonna gonna sink and sink pretty fast here. So, I would say right now the odds I would still have like 65, 35 for the GM next year, but um, I think there's that window that if things really get ugly here uh, and kind of. If they're a bottom five team again, I just I, I can't I can't fathom how this guy keeps his job. And I'll, I'll just I'll just say like man, unless he is just the laziest, most clueless guy on the planet, uh, just his actions, I don't see how he can't believe like or have been guaranteed. You know what I mean? That he's back. So I don't know. I hope Chad is right. By the way, I'll make that clear. I mean, you just said if he's that clueless, I totally forgot. He's like. People at Housley fired? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is the first time hearing of that. Uh, moving on, Steven Sarersky. If there's one thing you could change about Sabres management, structural or personal, what would it be and why? You can go first, Anthony. One thing I could change. So that that's this is a double-edged sword, and there's going to be as many people who hate this as love it. So I'm just going to say it. I really do think president of hockey, not because I need someone to babysit my GM, it's because I need someone to babysit my owners. I, I need someone who, no, I'm not kidding. I need someone who can serve as an inter- intermediary and inform owners who are, they're just not hockey people. You know what I mean? What is going on and, and kind of keep them away from the management side and the player side of this team. That That's it. That That's that's my thing. I mean, people want to be like, well, Kevin Pagula shouldn't be president. I don't care about that. Like, I, I, A business person can be president. I don't, I, president doesn't bother me. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to have someone with no hockey background as your president, you need to have, I believe, in this situation, a president of hockey. So that would help me feel a little better. And also just firing the GM because I think he's terrible. Yeah, for me, I mean, if you don't, <laughs> I feel like if you know me, you know the answer's going to be here. It's, uh, I think they need smarter people in the organization. Uh, they need people, um, I think, who are more number driven, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they have they have one guy who kind of does it. Um, you know, one man analytics department. I, I know they get some help from outside sourcing, but um, you know, it, it's just it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the, with the Columbus. You know, at, at the conf, the analyst conference that was just over the weekend. Um, watching most of those presentations and then kind of like thinking about it, like, like, geez, like the Columbus blue jackets are like hosting this, like, would this ever happen in Buffalo? Like, would the Sabres <laughs> really do this? Like, and like, I know Allison who's, who's amazing, like kind of organized the whole thing, but Columbus let them do it in their arena. They had their assistant general manager up there for like round tables and like other teams had to like, 
New Jersey, I think, had people there. St. Louis. It's crazy to hear about like St. Louis. So everybody was like kind of like thinking, oh, look at St. Louis. We only have one analytics department guy too, and they won the Stanley Cup. Well, little do you know is in the off season, they only had that one guy, but they've increased their department. They're up to three now, I think is what the guy said. So they, they grew their department. Everybody pretty much around the league grew their analytics department. And the reason is because you have player tracking coming. And that's going to change some of these things. We don't know if it's going to be, it's going to be publicly available to us or not, but from a team standpoint, you're going to get a lot more data that you can't get at this current time. So teams are, are planning for that. They're, they're using uh, this analytical data for scouting. They're using it for player evaluations. They're using it for even contract situations, you know, and kind of figuring out different ways to make your team better. And for a team for so long, that has done the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and you're going to miss the playoffs for the ninth straight year. Why don't you just try something different? Why don't you just try to get some more numbers, people, and try to see if that works help? I'm not telling you to go 100% analytics-driven and just base it on that. Of course not. That's silly. But get some people in here that, that can kind of help get a different thought process in the organization, perhaps. Get some numbers behind stuff. Make people's organization think differently. You know, maybe, maybe – you're, you're some scout is like, man, I really like Jimmy VC. You're, you're pro personnel guy. We like Jimmy VC, but you have a numbers guy who goes, yeah, okay, I get it. But here, look at this. And then maybe you kind of sit back to a manager goes, okay, maybe we don't want to go to the third round pick. Right. You know, that's possible. And I'm not saying that could have prevented the deal, but it is possible if you have somebody in the room to say that. So I think the way they're driven now is they're driven by the hockey department to kind of maybe verify, you know, some of the moves that they make, basically. It's, it's not a voice to, um, I want to say question, but to kind of, it's not, they're not a voice to collaborate with essentially. So, you know, I think if you're setting up a hockey department, that's important. And quickly back to the player tracking thing and the Sabres, you know, they're, they're not it, from the outside looking in, it looks like they're not getting ready for that. And again, <laughs> they're not getting ready for, it, which means they're going to be behind everybody else. Like always, they're always going to be behind. They're never ahead of the game. They're never one step ahead. They're never thinking for the next thing. They're never, doing that they, they always seem like they're always behind they're always the last one to catch up and do it it's like they build their team to members like oh yeah i'm gonna build like los angeles kings and that's cool but really if you want to pay attention that style is going out so now you have this big slow hockey team and then bottle comes in and goes yeah we're gonna do the penguins model and build from the ahl up and like well that doesn't really work either because the players that are good that come in kind of start playing right away and you don't really need to like development well, it has its place. You kind of have good guys get in the league within a year or two. They're going to be impact players. So it's, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. just they're always behind, always behind, ever ahead. And that's the most – that's one of the most frustrating things for me in this organization is they're just always behind. They're going to be behind again with player tracking. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't I see, too, that Columbus – in one of the games over this past week actually had on Saturday. They had the analytics stats yeah. up on the board. Yeah. Okay. Right. Pretty cool. They've done that earlier in the year too. They did it I heard times. they actually do it a I lot, asked. right? They've done it a few times. I've asked. Okay. I asked yesterday. Yep. Pretty sweet. All righty. Can you imagine like what the Buffalo media would have done if like they threw up like some of the Buffalo media members, they looked up and there was like Corsi numbers and the scoreboard would have lost their minds. <laughs> but again, right. it's just a sense of like, like there's no, there's no Ellison in Buffalo to lead that. Like who, 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 it, like the Buffalo news, the athletic, like anywhere who would lead that? Who would approach Sabres and say, Hey, we should do this. Like, like me and Anthony could do that, but we don't have the clout to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but there's nobody else to lead that voice or, or put that pressure on after Ryan left the athletic. They don't really have, you know, all due respect to John and Joe. I mean, they do great work, but like they, they don't have that data driven guy there to kind of, do the same things that Allison does and what she believes in and kind of how she drives as a communication with the organization. Can't hurt to try. Right. Keith, high tech. Realistically, is there any hope for this franchise as long as Botterill is still the GM? Looking for more positivity. Sure. Like we said, Blind Squirrel finds a knot. Figure it out. Yeah. Find the third knot. Let him just, yeah. Let him him get a top three lottery pick again. Maybe maybe that'll be it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, double deadline question. Actually, real quick, I'll throw this to Anthony since you answered the player or uh, hockey president of hockey ops, Greg or Rob Gregory. What chances do you give of them hiring a player of hockey ops? Better chance of Bottle getting fired, or that they actually bring in a player of hockey ops guy in? Mm. 
that's a that's a fantastic question uh what's a better chance i think there's probably a better chance they bring in somebody on the player operation side of president um it's just my opinion i know i mean i mean uh, i think those are that's your better odds i I do think bodrell is going to be back like i said before but um i'd I'd like to do them see them do both things bring in a president and get a new gm but (laughs) don't know if that's going to happen i could see a scenario where to quickly bounce off of that is they would bring in a hockey ops guy and say well he's going to be here for a year to evaluate everything and bottle stays in place and then Hmm. that's the kind of road they go down great timing right Mm, yeah great timing Double deadline question. George, does the GM actually move anyone at the deadline or does anyone get waived to Rochester? Ryan Lemon, the odds the Sabres actually are productive at the deadline and trying to bring in somebody building block-wise for the future. Nah, I think that it's sell guys, to be honest. Not to be Debbie Downer, but I think this is maybe they sell one or two guys. I know uh, Pittsburgh kind of has some interest in Sheary again. Um, maybe that's kind of I'm not saying he'll go to Pittsburgh, but there's teams that'll take Sherry probably with his Stanley Cup, and they'll take a shot at him for two months. But beyond that, I don't know what else are going to trade off. Jurgensen's like he's not trading risks to the deadline because that just that trade usually doesn't happen then, and I just don't think he's going to do that. I don't know. Larson Jurgensen's what is that going to get you? You know, right. I, I don't know if they're going to trade VC or not. I don't know if they like him or if they don't or if they would trade him. I have no idea. That's they seem to really try to make him work. So I fear they like him because they put him on the first line. They put him on the first power play. They keep giving him chance after chance after chance. So my fear is they like him and they might not want to move him because they like him and that's scary. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that people are going to be a little bit disappointed with how little happens at the deadline. Just my personal. Feeling. I think in general, they're not going to see it done. Yeah. To be honest. It's just, there's going to be guys who, they're just going to let their contract expire and they're not going to get assets for, and you're going to get the same people saying, well, everyone was up against the cap. So it's fine. It's like, it's not, you know what I mean? They're, right. Well, I'm going to tell you something that there, <laughs> there are teams out there that would give you something for Zambia Skergensen's making what 1.6 million. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just, don't, don't, don't give me that crap. Like, I, I just hate that where oh, everyone's up against the cap. Oh, okay. Guys, the, I, I looked at it the other day. There are six teams in playoff contention who could all absorb. I think it was four million plus in salary. Yeah. Like don't don't give me that. And you get more and like you get more space from the deadline too. Like the cap exactly. works weird. Where like you could look at it and be like, oh, they only have like three million cap space. So really, they have like eight million in deadline cap space because the way the daily cap moves and right. works. And there's 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 teams can make it work. And, and, can teams, and teams salary will too. make it work. Davis can retain worth. salary to make their you know return be better too. That's the that option. Yeah. They can do that. Mm-hmm. They have an owner who can go drill a well, apparently. So <laughs> they can do that. Well, good segue, Anthony, talking about expiring contracts and people walking away. Matt Hosterman wants to know expiring contracts that you'd like to resign, smart additions, and players that should never put on. And the players coming up, only one I want back is Larson, to be honest. I mean, yeah. unrestricted. Unrestricted. Um, yeah, Larson Miller when I went back. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Restricted yeah. free agents. I mean, yep, it's there's a lot of them. Yeah, everybody. Brody, I guess. Yeah. VC, Gergensons, Larson, Wilson, Bogosian, Hammond. Yeah, they can all go. So, yeah, besides yeah. Larson, I said. Right. And even if Larson doesn't come back, my all due respects to Kevin, my heart won't be broken. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'll be pretty upset with that actually. To be honest with you, but I mean, it'll be a bummer, but. I just, actually I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum over it either, you know? I will. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll schedule it for uh, in-between draft talk. I like my man Larry. Don't get me wrong. And don't do disrespect to Larson. I like him. It's just I'm saying, like, they don't bring him back. I'm not going to I'm not gonna go down to the arena and start kicking the building or anything. I might join the 14-person I might join the uh, 14 person protest. <laughs> The Lars, I mean, you and Kevin, the Larson protest. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is a good one, Jimmy. To kind of wrap out GM talk for this segment, kind of an odd question. It might be hard to answer, but he's curious what you think the team, where the team would be if they kept GMTM around. He's only mm-hmm. asking because he uh-huh. assumes he wouldn't have traded Ryan O'Reilly and they would have re-signed Kane. He just misses GMTM. Maybe. listening to the battle. 
they'd still be bad. He couldn't evaluate defensemen. Yeah, they'd be bad for different reasons. Right. I mean, I think they'd be marginally better. I mean, they. I mean, shit, they were better when Jack Eichel was 18. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they'd be better, but not good enough. Not where we want them to be. No, they wouldn't be a playoff team. So I don't think. No, I don't think so either. He couldn't. He couldn't draft to save his life. And yeah, I mean, why Eric Cornell's killing it in Rochester? <laughs> oh, they drafted him six years ago. Never mind. Vaklov <laughs> <laughs> Karabachek, no. Huh. He's in like the B League in the in the Czech. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Like the Czech B League, I think. Sweet. Moving on to centers. BRB, can you break down the realistic two center options that you tweeted about earlier? Uh, let me just lump all these together. Go ahead. Andrew Brunson, who are the top six of top six centers available for trade? Are there any? And George, if there's possible, have you heard anything about Rhino? Back to center. moving to center. Huh. They'd never try something like that. Why would they? No, they're never. Like I, I would think they should, but they'll. No, I absolutely, that, they should. That they should center, have to start the year. Reinhardt center thing. I think that ship itself. It's never happening here. So, no. unfortunately, kind of write that one off. But um, options. Yeah, I mean, do you want to go first, Anthony? Before I start rattling off mine, I don't know if you have. Some well, you know, you're going to know more than me on this end in terms of you know availability and what you've heard. But uh, I don't, I don't know who are your top center options available. It's hard trade. Right it's now. so hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, your free agency, there's Peugeot. I mean, that's not sure. A, I, I'm kind of getting more towards that mm-hmm. camp um, of doing that. It might cost you a lot of money, but, um, you know, Kevin's got a lot of run in this podcast. I think Kevin kind of brought it up here as, as a good point. You're going to have to, you're going to take a big swing here at some point to kind of fill that need because you just, you have to right. do it to get to kind of bite the bullet. It, it might be an ugly free agent contract, but. And he might not score the level he's scoring now, but you know he's a, he's a play driving center uh, throughout his career, and he's 27 years old. So right. do that. Is he going to sign here? I don't know, but I, I would I would try to do that. And you know, beyond that, I don't think there's really any other centers on the on the free agent market, at least. You know, and in terms of trade, you know, Kerfoot's name has been out there um, for from Toronto. Uh, you know, they're looking for a defenseman that could be an option. Um, you know, Nick Benino, he's 31 years old. Uh, he only has one, he has one year on his contract after this year. Uh, that could be a guy, uh, you know, and a lot of these guys I'm going to rattle off here. These are like what I classify as quote unquote bridge centers. Uh, Cause I, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get one or two years on the road to get me to cousins. So, you know, in, in a way I'm, I'm trying to find the Berglund, but a better Berglund, you know, like the like Berglund's mm-hmm. supposed to protect middle stat. I'm trying to find the guy who can be a nice two C for me for one or two for two years or a 2C slash 3C, and I don't have to rely on Cousins that much. And then, like, one or two years, Cousins can take that over, and this guy can slide in as a nice third-line center for me. So, yeah, like Peugeot, um, Kerfoot, um, Eric Sinek was, like, an option at one point, but I don't think Minnesota's going to move him anymore. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I can't really think of anybody else top of my head right now. Um, yeah, but we all know at the other day is going to be Alex Galchenyuk. Like, that's going to be the guy he'll – it's going to be the center he's going to sign in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's still a lot of time, you know, I mean, we'll see who, who pops available kind of how uh, the season ends. Maybe some teams get out good bounce during the playoffs and they want to make some sort of move. So it's hard to tell at this point, right. um, you know, what they're really going to do. Moving on to the coach, Captain Redbeard is Kruger failing to maximize the current roster. And what would you do to get the most out of these plugs? Go off, Tony. Yeah, I think we touched on this a little bit already. Uh, no, I don't think he's utilizing everybody the right way. There are things he's doing well and things he's doing poorly. Um, I, I will say that even if he did optimize them, I don't think they're good enough. You know what I mean? It's just it's a talent deficiency at this point. You know what I'm saying? I think I think you could have Barry Trotz in here trying to do that, and it would still fall short. It's just not a talented roster. Um, but, you know, we touched on it with Montour where, you know, you should probably be playing him in a more defensive-centric role. I mean, I mean, it's with a few guys. You're still hammering Ristolainen for, what, 25 minutes a night. You're relying on, you know, Jake McCabe to be your top shutdown guy, which he's not. He's he's barely a fringe third liner, so or third pairing guy, rather. So, no, he's not optimizing it. And what does he have to do to optimize it? I don't know. Pay a little bit more attention to the data, I, I guess. Uh, stop relying on guys because they're, you know, good locker room guys. I think Jake McCabe is just like a kind of a teacher's pet situation. I mean, he was with – Housley too, but he's just producing bad results. So 
I don't know. I'm not sure what the answer is, but uh, I, w- I will reiterate that even even optimized, I don't think this lineup is good enough. Yeah, I agree with Anthony. Uh, there's some things there we mentioned. Skinner, Montour. Um, yeah, the, the next way- question is Pasta Joe. Why is Kruger so adamant of keeping Skinner off the line? Yeah, I mean, in theory, you know, I, I've written, I wrote about it last week. It, it's hmm. the theory behind it is correct. Uh, you can't have Reinhardt, Skinner, Eichel on one line. Right. It's, it, it, you can't do it. Um, now that doesn't mean that you can't put Skinner with Eichel, but that means Reinhardt's come off. But you know, the, the thing that I, I keep going back to, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, is you know, at the end of the day, I I, I think Victor Olsen needs Eichel more than Skinner does. So, you know, I, I need Olofsson there. I need Skinner to be on his own, and maybe it, maybe it's with Reinhardt. Uh, they had success last year, you know, with Eichel, but still they've had success together in the past. Put them together. Uh, but the thing is, I don't know what you do at center this year because you don't have one. So I don't, you don't have a second-line center, so I don't know who you put there. Just throw Lazar or Larson or, I don't know, somebody there and see what happens, I guess. Or Johansson, I don't really even care at this point. Um, yeah, and back to your Skinner and Reinhardt point real quick. I mean, if only we had a guy to put with Eichel and Olofsson who's had, you know, past production on the right side with a top centerman. Oh, wait, we do in Connor Sheary, but they're yeah, never, right. they'll never try it. And it's just, yeah. it, it, you're right. It's a perfect example. I mean, the thing about Sheary, like Sheary was a, it's so frustrating to this day. Connor Sheary was acquired to be literally that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he did it with Crosby. Right. And, they did it for a little bit. Like I, I shared the numbers on it earlier this week. Like it, it worked in all aspects besides goal differential, but that's because like the on ice save percentage was so poor. Like the, right. you had an eight nine one like save percentage, and that's why they give up so many goals because they didn't have anybody stopping the puck. It's not their fault. They were doing good things and they were generating offense and like puck control and just you know, and they never went back to it. And it's just they've tried everybody else there besides Sheary. Like, why not? The guy who makes the, the most sense. Going into the deadline, why not boost his value and put him there? Well, they're doing it with VC. That makes sense, right? Right. He's just, oh, <laughs> man. And then, like, Olofsson's coming back now. It's so like, oh, well, I guess I guess there goes trying anything happened because we know the right. second Olofsson comes back, it's going to be Olofsson, Eichel, Reinhardt, and they won't try anything different and see if anything works because why utilize a you know 20-game stretch of a lost season to figure anything out? <laughs> Are you ready for this? Let's go seven-question lightning round to get to the last two that are more fun. Okay. You guys are starting to get heated up, which is not a bad thing. <clears throat> lightning round. John Wetton, how has the playing style changed from the start of the year until now? Offensive creativity seems to be stifled and dumb chase mentality now. I don't think anything's changed. I just think I, they're just, still doing it. The power play stopped being amazing. That's the right. only difference. Yeah, right. Exactly. And the smaller sample. I mean, what do you play New Jersey and Pittsburgh are throwing out the gate and small sample. And Carter Hutton's not posting back-to-back shoutouts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Jeffrey Yod, plan for the crease going forward. Right out Hutton contract until it expires, because uh, then it's a time for UPL. Should hopefully he be ready or waive Carter before then? What kind of potential envision do you see with Jonas Johansson? Which is a little unfair since this mm. was before the last two games. Yeah. Yeah, they, Jonas, they need to pursue yeah. another option. Yeah, all due respect to Jonas, he's an AHL goaltender, and I think yeah. these few games have kind of <laughs> made that obvious to me. I mean, no disrespect. <laughs> I'm to glad him. he got a shot. I was excited right. to see him. Right, but I think nobody is now. And uh, yeah, yeah, you, I, I, I'm, I'm on the definitely in the camp that you can't bring Carter Hutton back next year. So yeah. I don't know, wave him and have him if you don't want to trade him or nobody will take him. Wave him for his last year and have him play with all with UPL in Rochester because Hammond's contract is up and. And he seems like the type who would take on that mentorship role. You know what I mean? Right. He's he, by yeah. all by all reports, he's yeah. a good leader, and he's, he's a, you know that type of guy. Yeah, yeah they got to get a guy. I don't know, free agent Ronta. I like Jacob Markstrom, but that might cost you money. Trade for Ronta, Aaron Dell, sign him. Trade for Georgia if you want, but the price. I'll say I'm pretty fine with Hallmark as a starter though for next year. Like I'm okay with that for for one more year. Yeah, yeah. I can live with it. I think he's a platoon guy. So I think I need, I need a platoon. I need somebody okay. else who's reliable. That's fair. I can't have him play like 65 games. Next no, year. no, 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 no. Of course not. You can't have like a, a Freddie Anderson type of no, like, well, Not even that. Like I, I don't even think about him playing 55 games. You know what I mean? Fair like, enough. I, like, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I'm there with him. This is more of a funny one. John Brown. Why? And another question. Why is the media so mean to McCabe? It's the reason he's playing the puck over. <laughs> Daniel Lehman going to the he's going to the Sabres nights games at the end of the month and he wanted to know what he should chant 
Uh, in Vegas, um, yeah. I don't know. Wear a Vegas hat and chant for <laughs> Vegas. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Andrew Turo, what? When Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin's numbers get lifted into the rafters, will they be joining a Stanley Cup banner up there? Oh, Eesh. I don't know. So. Jack Eichel's traded in like two years. Does his? Does yeah, his I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, funny, <laughs> funny enough, Chad. Mister Suit wants to know. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how mad will you honestly be if Sabres paid Jack so he can play with a competitive team? Furious. That's literally. I mean, yeah, I mean, we like, talked about that as like the literal rock bottom. Like the whole reason you went through all this leaving. Yeah, I mean, the second you trade Jack, like that's. It's that's over. It. Like yeah, it lights out for you guys. Good luck. <laughs> Alrighty, so these ones are, this one's pretty interesting. Smoosh wants to know expansion. What are the reasonable players plus picks agreements that you'd make with the bracket? Mm. I mean, that's like half out, but like, I don't, I don't know what the roster means. Yeah, they have nobody on the roster next without... season. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know who's. Yeah, because everyone who's still under contract, it's either guys who they're definitely not touching unless you give them a first round pick or it's guys right. you're protecting basically. So yeah. yeah, tough to say at this point. And I, right. I'll tell you right now, I've, I've said it over and over and over and over, and I'll maintain it. I am not giving Seattle a first-round back to Agaposo. I'm not doing no. it. I am not doing it. Do you think he plays out his contract? No. I was going to say. He's going to get Robodust Island. I, I, that, I, that guy, I think, is unfortunately one hit away from being done. We Seems keep saying close. that, and he just keeps coming back. I know, but at some point, somebody's got to be like, enough is enough here, even if it's like his wife, like, yeah. you know. I mean, right now he's hurt. It's not a concussion, but right. Like he pops another one. Like I think somebody's got to put the brakes on that. Agree. All right, so we got a funny one and one that you have to think about a little bit. Kevin, I give each of you the following choice: each of your fingers and toes are worth three upcoming Sabres games for the rest of the year. You can let a raccoon gnaw off any of them. <laughs> <laughs> for each you do, three Sabres games will cancel. How many fingers and toes do you have left? Zero, and I'm aware that I overpaid. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to like my like it's eleven o'clock at night and I'm trying to like do math. Like, 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 like <laughs> honestly zero. I, I'm I'm fine with the slow burn. He can like eat the fingers on one hand, I guess. So you my answer. Like give me I'll, I'll keep my toes. I'll, do I regenerate I've them? With, I've dealt with bad hockey for so long and then I'll let them I'll, I'll I guess I'll sacrifice a few fingers, but like I'm not <laughs> you're not taking everything from me. You're dumb anyways at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> All righty, last one. Jason Moser. The year is 2030. You are preparing to record a Sabres podcast with each, each other, with each other via hologram. You look back mm. over the last 10 years, so 2020 through 2030, I remember this. regarding the Sabres organization, and you think, what? Easy. Boy, they wasted Eichel's career. Easy answer. Yep. Not to make it a short thing, but that's, <laughs> that's the absolute easiest answer. Looking back and like his numbers, I'm like this. Even it's just this season alone. Like, if he plays at this level for the next few years and they can't figure it out, like, boy, they wasted a really good hockey player. I'm just wondering how I'm going to put together the money to go to the international game on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the Olympics on Mars, <laughs> where their first overall 18 year old is from. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's why they sent him. I <laughs> uh, love it. Is that it then? Yes, sir. That was a wrap. Right. Pretty good. I'll, I know our clock's running out, so I'll quickly hit our uh, our spiel here so we don't have to keep going. So uh, make sure you're following everybody on Twitter. Uh, myself at CMD Dimenez has Bill at Bill Shockey, Anthony at Chandra Sports. Uh, make sure you check out all the content on Die by the Blade, uh, all the Sabres content for the rest of the season. That'll be coming your way. Um, Make sure you rate, share, subscribe, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, we are likely there. Um, so please do that. And yeah, I think that that's it. Um, buckle up. We'll <laughs> try to make the rest of the season as interesting, as exciting as possible for you guys. The good thing is, uh, Anthony, not so much, but Bill and I uh, have a lot of experience of doing these podcasts in lost seasons. Uh, so we know how to make things interesting and, you know, fill in some draft talk that won't want to make you poke your eyeballs out by like April. So uh, 
yeah, we'll 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 focus on the deadline here the next few weeks, and after that, it'll be uh, we'll see what we can conjure up. But uh, I, I promise we'll make it interesting for you at least. I can do an entire episode with the Heath Ledger voice. Just I was going to say, we'll just have Anthony do like crazy things that'll be entertaining. <laughs> <that way. laughs> so for Bill, Chad, and Anthony, we will talk to you next week. Uh, enjoy the remainder of the games. The Sabres have, I think, have Detroit, Toronto, Columbus the rest of this week on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. I believe I have that right. Correct. Uh, all home games. So we'll see how those go so joy is a pretty strong word yeah (laughs) try to get through them the best that you can Uh, just just grab something and hold on tight and we'll see how this this goes here so we'll talk to you next week after probably a couple more losses and more frustration and uh yeah yeah so uh talk to you later see ya